W-H-U-P-L-P Hillsboro. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listeners being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. I have an amazing guest for you today. Our musical feature being So Free Wisdom out of Raleigh, North Carolina. An amazing and funny person, comedian, actress, um, producer, singer. She's just amazing. And I have our poetic feature today, we've got Naima. I'm originally from Brooklyn, North Carolina, from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, my goodness. What am I doing today? From Brooklyn, New York, uh, now resides in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm going to let this instrumental ride out. I'm going to gather my margin so I can find out where Brooklyn is, and then we go get to our feature. I hear you laughing in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know what you're listening to. You listen to Poet Laureate of Hillsboro, North Carolina, William Endless Will Davis. I've got an amazing feature. Um, that instrumental, I just love it. I hope y'all enjoy that instrumental. It took me a while to find something that y'all was going to like. Uh, again, I've got Naima in the building from Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> now residing in Raleigh, North Carolina. Naima is an amazing person. She is a playwright, a performer. She has really impacted the Raleigh area so much from being uh, from Brooklyn. She has a playwright called Men Always Leave, a one-act play um, that was performed at the first annual Women's Theater Festival in North Carolina in the summer of 2016. The one-act stage play was published by Writer's Block Publishing. Shout out to Writer's Block Publishing in June 2016. In the fall of 2016, uh, Men Always Leave went from the stage to the screen. Um, the now eight-episode limited series drama will debut in, Dece in December. Debuted in December, so um, that's going to be uh, pretty amazing to watch that. So, Naima, just give us a little insight about you. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm um, really happy to be here. So, yes, um, Men Always Leave is... I would say the most one of the most um, journey pieces that I have. It started from a spoken word poem, evolved into a one-act stage play, and now it is a limited series. Um, I love, you know, my journey with that particular piece. Um, it definitely is um, inspiring. But we have so many, oh man, so many different stories happening within it, and. <clears throat> that's the that's the beauty of I think theater and um, about writing in general. So men always leave has definitely been a, a lot of fun to work with. Um, where we are with that right now is we just finished the one episode and we are in the process of getting ready to um, do production again. So could definitely look out for for it happening again <laughs> very soon. I, I got a question for you. So yeah. where can the listeners find? Um, that 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 uh screenshot that that men always leave not the play but when they actually want to watch it where can they see that oh yes they could find it at on youtube it is definitely on youtube under nyi productions and um it is also on facebook we have a men always leave facebook page and you could see it there you could also see it at n.y.i productions llc on facebook <laughs> so we have it everywhere you could definitely um um, definitely catch it and 
I started NYI Productions LLC um, very recently, and really it's a theater and film um, production company, and it's also where I'm able to continue to perform and um, produce books, you know, <laughs> um, teach classes, all of that. So I'm very, very excited about about um, the development of this theater and film company here in in based in Raleigh, North Carolina. So that's really awesome. Just from mm-hmm. this first four minutes of this interview, all I hear is growth. How that men always leave started out as a poem that you wrote. And then it went from the poem to the stage and then from the stage to the screen. And then, as you said, that production company, just the continual development. Is that something that you've always adapted in your life, even as a kid, this the continuing growth or um, within your maturity? Is that something that you kind of uh, adapted in? Oh, I definitely believe so. <laughs> um, I've always been fueled by um, my passion for the word. Uh, someone asked me yesterday, what drives me as a creative or what inspires me to create. And um, I had to give her the long version, but I will just say this. I've always been surrounded by the arts since I was a young girl. And my family was so um, wonderful in nurturing that. They introduced me to music. They introduced me to theater. They, and the thing is, is that I naturally gravitated towards those things. Like, that's what I really love to do. And so the more that I showed that that was where my interest lies, my parents just kind of supported it. And I feel like um, creating has, like I said, it's, it's, it's natural for me. I do it all the time. So the evolution process or the growth within my work, and um, it, it's inspiring for myself to see. Like when I, when, I, when I talk about the fact that this started from a spoken word poem and at first, the idea to make it into a play was not my own. My One of my best friends said to me, you really should make this into a play. And I'm like, what do you mean? Did you see what just happened when I performed it? Like, I cried the whole time. <laughs> I said, I can't imagine doing this into a play. This will take so much out of me. And uh, I happened to be in a uh, playwriting class, you know, and my teacher was giving me notes on what she saw, where she saw my strengths and where she wanted me to work on. And she asked me to come see her you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, well, let's just give this a try. And that was that. I mean, it went through so many different rewrites and all of that, but just the journey and the process and finding my voice over and over again, finding the words, finding the characters, hearing different things over and over again is is truly special. And that in itself is inspiring. It really is. That is amazing. Again, like as you're talking, I can hear that power and it just sounds like so much intrinsic uh, motivation. Go ahead and give the listeners um, a, a little piece of how powerful you are with these words, please. Okay. Well, since we're talking about Men Always Leave, I guess I will do that one, um, that poem first. Awesome. What if I told you my heart is letting go like water slips through rocks? What if I spoke that I love you, but my heart won't let me love that hard? And what if I told you that I speak to you more in my heart than I do with my lips because I want to hand it to you, but I'd much rather hold on to it. And deliver subliminal messages that speak louder than my voice, louder than the mic that announces what the next million dollar lottery is, louder than the sirens in the street so loud only God can hear it. Sometimes I feel like my kisses aren't enough, like I gave my all, but it's never enough because men leave. 
They tell you they love you and then they leave, so I figure I'll run out the back door now so I don't have to endure the pain that consumes my body like taking a bath in hot lava because my experiences, men leave, so I figure I'll start loving you less and you'll love me more. And I'll hurt you before you hurt me because that's something that doesn't live through me or maybe I'll just let go altogether. Because I'm losing this tug of war. I'm losing, I lost. I'm losing, I lost. And I abandoned my leader when I went to the operating room. And then is when I began to hate you. Because maybe I did this to myself. And I know that I love you. No, I don't hate you. I just hate the fact of thinking that I can't be with you eternally. And that's something that I can't pass on to my future progeny. Because they would count on me. And if I can't count on you, then they can't count on me. And yes, I'm scared. I'm so scared that I'm used to running. I've completed 500 laps around the universe and back. I mean, Venus and Mars hold my secrets. I'm me when I'm there. I'm free when I'm there. And my tears trickle down the invisible lines of happiness. Because happiness can't come through a man to me. Because men leave and I'm drowning in my own loneliness. And I'm thinking that as long as I'm loyal to my art, then I will always be happy. So what? What if I told you that I'm losing you to self-destruction? And what if I told you that I'm running because fear is my motto? And what if I told you that I love you so much that I feel like I don't deserve you? Would you believe me? Well, I've been thinking that I'm too much and I'm too hurt, so just be free. And I'll let go because you will leave. And I'll stop because I am our demise and I love you hard in life itself. And if I could, I would clone you just so this too. So one day you could know me as if your blood runs through my veins like a mother knows a child when I don't feel compelled to run and hide behind the shadows of lost love. But now my heart floats out to sea and I won't let you hurt me. I mean, I told you I love you. I told you I need you and I told you I'm sorry. So if I told you I love you, and if I told you I need you, and if I told you I'm sorry, would you believe me? Or would you forget about me like the most embarrassing moment of your life? Or would you leave me there like a science project growing in the back of the refrigerator? Would you be embarrassed to have even known me? I thought you would. So this is my ode to love, because if I abandon love, one thing is true, I never abandon me, because men always leave. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. I love how in the first couple minutes of this interview you were yourself with the giggly personality and your soft voice and then that cadence that you evoked in that poem it's just so amazing how again that powerful cadence with the sporadic rhythm you did not keep that poem the same throughout that whole spit it was almost like I was on a roller coaster that I was enjoying um, I, my one of my favorite lines I was taking notes here was I'm losing I lost I'm losing I lost I'm losing and I lost the repeat of that and I speak to you more with my heart than I do with my lips um, I feel like as poets sometimes we say such amazing things that are so deep that it, it really that right there is going to stick with you I, I speak to you more with my heart than I do with my lips and then losing you um, to self-destruction. I really, really thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for, um, you know, sharing which parts spoke to you most. And those parts right there, the ones that you, you, you took out. When I was writing this play now, <laughs> there's certain lines and I'm like, okay, and I got to look at them and say, well, what did she mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, not she, Naima, but I had to think about this character, you know, where this was coming from, the pain, you know, the, 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 the loss of, of, of not feeling like you got it totally together. You know, that's what the po- whole part of losing and lost is. You know, I'm losing you, but I'm lost out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm losing what I had before and I'm continuing to be lost out here you know so how do I 
How do I find my footing? And that's what those parts are about. And self-destruction, I think there's so many times in your life where you can self-destruct yourself. Like in relationships, in opportunities, you know. And sometimes it's, it's subconscious. Like we don't even realize that those are some of the things we're doing until we become conscious of what's happening inside of us. You know, um, and so I think that that's part of, you know, my, my whole development of the play. I had to go through each line and <laughs> figure that out. Yeah, that that is amazing. Go ahead and let our listeners know. You guys know where we're at Spoken Stories, um, WHUP, uh, the host, you already know who I am, Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, North Carolina. We've got Naima here, and she's just lighting it on fire. I had to drink a couple uh, sip of water real quick to make sure that I don't burn up with all this fire that she in here spinning. Go ahead and let us know where we can find that poem. We can find this book. Oh, yes. So the book is also on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles, and it's at nyiproductions.com. So you could definitely get the book um, directly from our website. And when you do that, I'm able to um, autograph it for you and get it out to you. How much does that book cost? Go ahead, let us know. Um, it is $12.99. Only $12. <laughs> Did you know that you can't buy three $5 pizzas? Like three to three five dollar pieces cost fifteen dollars, and you're gonna eat it, and it's gonna be gone. You can get that book for less than that. So I know y'all buy them five dollar pizzas from Little Caesars, and I'm not plugging them. However, that book is so much more important than that pizza. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. That's a great point right there. All right, so this this interview is going to be filled with questions. So I'm gonna put you in this hot seat real quick, if you don't mind. Yes, that's fine. Please do. My first question to you, and I always ask um, artists this because it's it's important for me as a um, enthusiast of writing myself. But when did you first start performing, opposed to just writing poetry? Because there's a difference. I know oh, a lot of yes. I know a lot of writers who enjoy writing, but they don't necessarily like sharing on stage. So when did that transition for you? When you said, you know what, I'm going to start sharing this. Um, I was a teenager, <laughs> so I love talking about this this particular story because it um it definitely means a lot to me but I was writing since about six or seven years old I wrote poems I wrote songs I wrote I just wrote uh when I got to high school um there was this kind of like a club you know poetry cafe it happened once a month during lunchtime in the library and I would go and I would listen to you know my I guess fellow colleagues and they would go ahead and perform their pieces and I was like hmm this is interesting so I tried it I said okay that's that was fun that was nice okay so now we I go on a school trip to the New Eureka Cafe changed my life (laughs) I said oh that's what I do. (laughs) I didn't realize that that was it. You know what I mean? And, um, at that moment, shortly after that, I met my mentor who is Luis Bernard. Um, and you know, we are still incredibly close. He's my, my mentor. He's like my uncle, my best friend. Um, so I'm very thankful to him and he worked with the youth and stuff. So there was, um, this competition that you could enter called XO. Uh, that was my first, I guess, competing for poetry um it wasn't really a slam um but then I started doing urban word um then I did Harlem Live so it's like once once uh I went to New Eureka and I saw what I could do and I was part of that poetry cafe it's like the doors just opened up after that and I was never shy 
never once afraid, shy, nothing. I was just, and I was always inspired to be around the other young people that were like me, you know, that had, that had opinions and was just trying to craft their voice and say how they felt. And I mean, when you're a kid, you don't really get to do that, right? So to be in a space where you could be heard no matter what you said was just so awesome. And um, I've always been uh, motivated by just that first experience. Oh, yes. I've been to the New, uh, New Eurekan Cafe mm-hmm. in uh, New York. It's in Brooklyn, if I'm mistaken, right? Oh, no. It's Lower East Side, Manhattan. Lower East Side. I've, I've been there before. I performed there. And it just was amazing. The vibe was great. I'm not familiar with the people um, by name because I just visited. Um, but I definitely understand that vibe um, that was there. And I love how you said that it sparked your interest as you were in school with me being a school teacher and I have a poetry club that I teach every Friday and mm-hmm. just the pure passion that some of those young people evoke in their writing, mm-hmm. um, not, not necessarily sharing um, just yet because they haven't seen it enough, only right. by me. And I teach them and I teach them poetry. So they, don't, they don't really don't understand it yet, um, but I'm really trying to um, get that established. But I really, really appreciate how you said when you've seen spoken word artists, Yes. The first thing that came to your mind was, that's me. That's what I do. Yes. Oh, yes. What what advice would you give um, to, to my students or mm-hmm. listeners on this station who are beginning writers? And you said you don't get nervous. What advice would you give them so they don't necessarily get nervous or they know how to appreciate that nervousness? Right. Um, so I would say this. A lot of it is your anxiousness, you know, um, and channeling it in a particular way so that you can get up there, you know. Um, But I would say this. When you write something, it's powerful. It is your words. It is your thoughts. It is your opinion. You should never, ever stop writing and putting that to paper. Performance is something different, right? However, Once you look at that and you can see that, be empowered by your own words. It has the potential to maybe change something or maybe help someone else. And I think that that was always my guiding light. You know, it's like I'm getting ready to do something awesome. And I didn't, I don't really look at the audience. (laughs) I always look past heads or, you know, I look, you know, off to the right you know, you know, there's all these like um, for actors, they say, oh, imagine, imagine everyone in the audience naked. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just, seem, that just seems so weird. That seems so weird. Like I performed in Michigan and my grandma was out there. Like, right, what, what? what am I going to do with that? Like, right. that's not good advice. Yo. That's not whoever said that. Please stop saying that. Please, please. Yeah. I really think it's taking that self-reflection time with yourself and with whatever piece it is that you feel confident enough to share. Really reflect on it and, you know, um, take a few deep breaths, you know, realize that it takes a lot of courage to get up there. It gets it takes so much courage. And once you do it one time, you're going to feel so much better after it, you know. Um, And I think that that's the best mean advice I could give, you know, to, to young students. And I want them to keep writing. Yes. Keep writing. Oh, yes. I, I got another question uh, for mm-hmm. you. Um, plenty more questions, but this, one. Um, this question right here, you said you're originally from Brooklyn and now you live in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. How 
did you find this Raleigh Durham triangle poetry scene with you being so implemented with poetry in New York? Like, did you come down here looking for that or did it find you? Give me some insight on that. Um, I did want to find poetry here because I always love poetry. I mean, always, always, always. <laughs> but um, I really wanted to do theater and, uh, you know, transform into or not transform, but just and in, in move into doing more film and stuff like that. I wanted to really use my background and my passion um, for theater arts. Um, but poetry has always seemed to anchor that passion for me. I could tell you, when I was younger, I wasn't a part of the drama club, okay? But I was introduced to so many different plays and stuff like that from my mom and from, you know, going to see plays and stuff. So... I would take my poems and create characters within the poems and I would tell and, and but it'd be poetry. It would be poetry. And um I would perform them in different characters. That's something I didn't talk about just previously, but I used to do that. Um and I feel like when I came here, I wanted to find poetry and stuff like that, how I had it, or as much as I did have it in New York and then also um, get into the theater and kind of do it all at once, so mm-hmm. to speak. So it did, in a sense, find me, but I was searching for it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that is awesome. We've got Naima, um, originally from Brooklyn, now residing in Raleigh. You can find her books on barnesandnoble.com. We've got Men Always Leave, an amazing book. I've, I've been privileged enough to hold that book. You know where we're at. We're at Spoken Stories, W-H-U-P. I'm going to get into this musical feature. I sent this artist to Naima just to make sure she was comfortable with this particular artist featuring with her. And she messaged me back and said, wow. Um, and I knew she was because I'm familiar with So Free Wisdom. Might as well say her name, drop it, representing Raleigh, North Carolina. This beautiful singer-songwriter, So Free Wisdom, has positioned herself to capture the eyes and ears of the industry with her harmon- with her, um, excuse me, with her melodies, soulful style, and charismatic performance energy and personality. This young lady has so much personality. It is amazing. Uh, she's performed for Women's Empowerment. Uh, her song, The Only One, which I will play eventually, I'm not going to play that first, has had over 30,000 hits on YouTube. The song I'm going to get to first, it is called Get Mine. And again, this is by Soul Free Wisdom. If you don't know who she is, then you're missing out. But here you go. I see the light Gonna spread my wings ready to fly Only thing stopping me is me Won't be
That was Soul Free Wisdom with Get Mine. If you've never heard of her, now you have. Please, please look at her music on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. She is everywhere, working hard out of Raleigh. I was just telling our musical feature as I was playing, the beautiful thing about So Free is that her husband is her producer, and I've met both of them before, and I just laugh because they've told me stories about at 1 o'clock in the morning, them both being asleep, and So Free will wake up with a song in her mind that she was dreaming about, and they'll wake up and go down to the studio in their house and record it. So just to evoke that much passion into what you do, it drives me to know that that's my friend because it lets me know that I cannot stop doing what I'm doing when you have somebody waking up at 1 o'clock in the morning to pursue their passion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So uh, how, what did you feel about that song when you first heard that, that, that Get Mine? Um, I really felt like it was an empowering song, <laughs> and I love empowering music. Um, and I just I love the melody. I love the feel of it. Um, I loved her power, <laughs> you know, in the lyrics, and so I just really enjoyed it. It really moved me. I really liked well, quite a bit of the songs when I listened to it. Oh, yeah. Again, shout out to Soul Free Wisdom. I'm going to put the link um, to that song on the page, on the WHUP, as well as the Facebook and the Instagram and all those social sites for Spoken Stories because I know somebody's going to click that and they're going to want to buy it because that is an amazing song. My daughter was actually, like, dancing to that song when I was playing it over the week. Um, just to kind of get a feel for the song. And um, she said, oh, my gosh, Dad, you know who that is? And I kind of had to brush my shoulders like, yeah, I know her. That's right. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's like, stop trying to be cool. Oh, yes. So I, I, speaking of my daughter, I know you have an amazing son. Mm -hmm. um, I've met him before. Mm -hmm. Has he started to pick up any of the arts in the sense of writing or the performance or um, just being a personality that you can see is going to implement the arts in his life? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My son, Lennox. I love him. Um, he is, I call him mini-me boy version because he is that in every sense of the word. Of course, he is his own self and whatnot, but he really is like me. <laughs> and um, he enjoys actually writing and drawing. So he likes to draw and then write stories and he comes up with some really interesting um stories he makes little books um on his own with his paper and he will we'll go over the story and you know in school his teacher uh always says to me you know when they have free write time Lennox comes up with some really interesting stories and stuff and I'm like that's awesome you know so he he, he does love it and he does love music um he currently plays cello. Um, awesome, awesome. Through the Kids Notes program. So he's doing that. Um, he will be doing soccer this spring. So that's exciting. He starts on Monday. <laughs> um, so I think he does He does get it. You know, um, it seeps in uh, for him. And whenever I have him with me and he sees me perform, I think most recently I was at the Press Play Poets event for last month. And I brought him with me, and I went up there, and I, you know, did my thing. I came down, sat down, and he gave me a hug and gave me a fist bump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I said, that's just everything. Because your kids are watching you, you know, they're watching everything you do. And when you can actually show them by doing, it's just very, very important. And letting them know that they can do this, too. He flipped through every book and saw that his name was in every dedication. I said, now, why did you, 
why is my name in all these? And I told him that, you know, I made a conscious decision to pretty much dedicate each book to him so that he would know that he could follow his dreams no matter what. Oh, yes. And that hopefully my writing and my work that's left here would just inspire him and hopefully it would be something he could take with him throughout his life. Oh, yeah. I thank you so much for that. I just had the son of Hanuman here last episode, and he and I were chatting about that. Like, it is important for us as writers to leave our kids and our families and our just complete strangers that gift of published work Um, because, yes, we can be writers, but if we do not share that in the sense of the magnitude that the world lets us with the Amazons and the Barnes & Nobles and the published books, then as we are gone, what do we have? What have we left? Um, because music and paintings and art and poetry, yes. that lasts forever. It is long-lasting. So I really 1,000% appreciate you dedicating that to him because, again, as you are old and he is a great-grandfather, he's mm-hmm. going to look at that bookshelf and see that dedication to Linux, and it's going to empower his friends that you've never met and his grandchildren and his wife and things of that nature that he had a book dedicated to him that within itself is going to motivate him so thank you as a father as a young black man who you are raising a young black man i really appreciate you giving that to him oh yes oh yes i'm very very conscious about that oh yeah i've got my um i have have an 11 year old son who runs track plays basketball amb student um he's he's a knucklehead He, he he has good behavior when he wants but I'm really trying to get him to understand how awesome that he is. So right now I have him reading the narrative of Fred- Frederick Douglass. And at first he was a little irritated because he's like, I don't want to read that. I want to read something fun. And as he's reading it, just the conversations that we are having behind that book, let him know how powerful he is yes. with that melanin that he has. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, again, I, I can't thank you enough for dedicating that to Linux because that is going to show um, show so much faith for him. How, how old is your young man? He's seven, just turned seven, January 2nd. Just turned seven, mm. playing the cello, soccer on Monday, <laughs> already has a book dedita- dedicated to him. You are setting your young man up for greatness, and I appreciate that. Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, I yes. I appreciate you, too, and everything you do for your family is awesome. Oh, yeah, we've got Naima in here, and she she's amazing. Her and I have come across each other years ago on the poetry scene. So That was funny, too, how uh, that happened. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so, so it was very important for me to bring her in here and just to share her passion. We mentioned that men always leave do you have any other work that you'd like to promote or let us know about oh i have i do um so i actually am working on a another play um i would like to share the story behind this one it's very very special so um i was having a conversation with my mom and it was after a time where she she was a little upset you know and i said well i said well mom why why did you go out to the car and are you okay and you know when she just when she gathered herself, we were just talking. She said, you know, sometimes you just have to cry, pray, and put on lipstick. Hmm. I said, oh, that's the title of my next play. I'm just telling you. And I said, but before <laughs> I talk about that part, what do you mean? And she said, cry, pray, and put on lipstick. She said, sometimes you have to cry, and the crying is the release. And sometimes you have to pray. And the prayer is fortifying your spirit. It's putting everything that you let out back in. And for a woman, you're putting on your lipstick, you know, saying, I'm ready. I done gone through the storm, and now I'm ready 
ready to go outside and face the world. Sometimes you don't even need any makeup on your face. You just need the lipstick because that mm. says it all. Mm. I said, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go start writing. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- thank, thank you for that, Mom. <laughs> right, right, right. And, um, and she's all right, too. But it was just... It was just so amazing. So um, I'm currently in the process of doing that. And, you know, there's so many different ways that you can or um, I would say avenues or approaches to writing a play. And everybody has different, you know, techniques and things that they like to do. Um, For me, I have to sit with things for a while and I have to break them down and, you know, kind of do my brainstorming. With this particular piece, I wanted to actually do interviews. I interviewed eight women so far. I'm actually going to interview one more just because I want to. I think I love this process. <laughs> and um, the purpose of that is I wanted to get the real raw emotion in how I am actually crafting these characters and it's centered around four women the play is centered around four women and it is a one it is a full-length play um it will have all the works in it for me which is um it will have poetry of course it will have you know music and this piece will have dance um so this this is just so wonderful um we did four of the interviews or five of the interviews rather uh live so I did that documentary style, converted my house into a film studio. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we did that yesterday. The name of um, that series is going to be called Nice Speaks. And it's really just talking about my journey and um, introducing these wonderful women as they interviewed with me. So that is something awesome that I would like to share. That is amazing. You already know where you're at. Spoken Stories. I really want you listeners to appreciate the fact that I'm bringing you gold solid artists who aren't just writing they are doing things and crafting their work this this young lady just said that she is bringing artists into her home which she has converted into a studio and she is interviewing different women about their journey with writing that is something to appreciate in the fact that yes you are a poet yes you are a playwright but you are also sharing your gift in your home to these women so man thank you so much can i please please get another one of those amazing poems from you yeah, sure, sure. Um, it is Women's History Month, okay? I just want to throw that out there, so thank you for having me today. Oh, yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. And um, this poem that I have is called A Woman's Lounge, and this is from Ghost Load, so this is the newest um, publication. Awesome. just did through Writer's Park. Uh, I really want y'all to understand that. She just said, men always leave. She's recording in her house for the interview. And she just tried to sneak in another. <laughs> she tried to sneak in another publication that she didn't even prelude. Go slow. I really want y'all to understand how much this artist is working. Y'all out here in spoken stories. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So this is this piece is called a woman's lounge. I've held precious precious jewels in unseen crevices. Listened to a blue jay in the middle of summer heat. Let the fabric of my dress flow freely between my thighs. Plop down on the deep green grass with trees hovering over me. 
I tailored the sway in my walk for unknown onlookers, brushed up my speech and used rose blush to enhance my natural features. I buried my head in my hands, went low and picked up knowledge in huge Binding books with jarring words, I walked a path and cradled my dreams in designer visions. Stroked the inside of a deep scar only touched by emotion. Carefully drew from whatever blood that ran through me, connecting to my mama's truths and the footsteps of my, my elders. Hollered for God, bellowed for the ancestors, I fell down on my knees. On broken slated concrete, I've been examined, ridiculed, and downright torn apart gave my jewels away for unpromising love loved taught fought counseled nurtured i'm a warrior with several hats to wear my shoes are assorted but they all are just my size i have traveled with so far to go but these words prove i am woman and everybody knows That was amazing. Can you please, please, please? I'm going to beg you, and you can't say no. I'm going to have to like Mortal Kombat fatality (laughs) or something. In the beginning, you said you picked up knowledge. Can you please repeat that line? It was like the first five or six lines in the poem. Okay. Picked up knowledge. We're going to wait. (laughs) We're going to wait. We're going to wait for that because I really, really love that. You picked up knowledge in the palm of your hand, or I can't say verbatim how you said it, but it was. um, Oh, that's what it is. I've buried my head in my hands when low and picked up knowledge in huge binding books with jarring words. That's amazing. As I said before, sometimes that, that literally gives me chills, and I am not joking. I feel like. As poets and you listeners probably know what I'm about to say because I have said this on quite a few episodes. Back in the day when somebody was sad, somebody was hurt before books were printed, before the written word was a thing, um, before we appreciated communication to the magnitude that we do now, there was somebody that was sad and somebody that was a poet said that to them. Maybe not those exact words, but they lifted them up with the wisdom that they gave. And that right there is wisdom. I really, really appreciate you coming up in here today and giving oh, me that. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. We have Naima. Um, please give us that itinerary of your work, starting with Men Always Leave. Let, let us know where we can find your stuff, please. Oh, yes. Um, so I have a website called NYI Productions. Um, so in on that website, I have my books. So I have Men Always Leave. I definitely have Ghost Load. And now the current Ghost Load that's out is a limited edition, which means I think I've only got like five or six left. So once that's gone, that's it. And the second edition, published by Writer's Block Publishing. Shout out to Writer's Block Publishing, doing a lot of work in the area, getting a lot of um, artists out there. Writer's Block Publishing.net, if you're not familiar with them, they would definitely work with you and getting your book out. Absolutely. So that book, um, it will be available as of mid, what is it, like a couple weeks we have it? Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. it's a couple weeks, so I can't even say mid-March now because it's coming up. Um, but yeah, so the, I will have those on hand. Um, I also am on Facebook. Uh, we have a NYI Productions LLC Facebook page. So it's n.y.i. Productions LLC. 
on there you can find um, the Nine Speak series because we will be releasing the episodes there and we will also be releasing the episodes on NYI Productions YouTube page so you can see them there as well you could also see Men Always Leave there um, I also have a Nye page um, I want to also promote the fact that I will be um, sharing the stage with two other wonderful playwrights um, Carol Torian and Adrian Pender um, we will be at the Theater Cafe, where I will be leading a discussion about women of color who are powerful playwrights. And that's happening uh, March 6th, so that's this Tuesday coming up at 7 p.m. It is a free event. It's free. So I really encourage people to come and listen to um, what we have to say about theater arts here, about being a playwright, about writing plays. Um, we hope that that would be encouraging for you. Um, this is hosted by the town of Cary, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, that is amazing. Just please continue to be productive in your work because we need it. Oh, now I know I'm going to get into another song by our amazing musical feature because this freedom that you're talking about with the town of Cary and your publications is just, just right um, to bring up So Free uh, right now. Again, um, I've got So Free Wisdom, women's empowerment performer, a producer, singer, songwriter. She's even a comedian, and I'm not just talking about somebody who makes her friends laugh. She's a comedian, like official comedian, so she does a lot, does voiceover work. Uh, I'm going to get into um, this So Free Wisdom real quick, and the name of this song is called The Only One, produced by her amazing husband, Trackstar Rich. Yeah. 
So what I tried to do right there is I tried my best to sneak in a love song because uh, you just recently got married, did you not? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so go ahead and let, let us know about that. How do you balance all this writing, all this producing, this playwright uh, with being a wife now? Um, how do you how do you do that? Well, I will say it's definitely um, challenging <laughs> to balance everything. I am. I have a lot of responsibilities. Um, however, I have a very, 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 very supportive husband, um, really loving and very encouraging of, you know, what I do. And uh, he actually is an artist himself. He draws. So for the Nice Speak series, he's actually drawing an image for that. Um, so we <laughs> we actually get to work together, too. So um I think that it is challenging finding a balance and he's a truck driver. So he's gone throughout the week. So he's only home on, you know, the weekends um, for now. And so I also have to kind of balance my schedule and Lennox schedule throughout the week. And, you know, so it's challenging. Um, I will also say that I have an amazing day job. <laughs> um, I am an office administrator for American Asset Corporation and um it's just really nice that, um, you know, if I have to do something or if I need to, you know, make adjustments in my schedule, my boss is just very, very supportive of that. Um, so that's nice. Actually, I did a preview screening for the um, first episode of Men Always Leave, and it was her idea that we did it in one of the spaces in Briar Creek Commons. So <laughs> that was just really awesome. And um, I just asked her if I can have um, my uh, director of photography come into our, you know, office and just film me at my desk doing some poetry for the next thing that we're about to film. And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Just let me know when it's going to happen. So I have a lot of support in my life is what I'm saying. I have um, a supportive job. I, th I, have, su I have a supportive team. Um, you know, m uh, the film work is done by... Quentin Hammonds. Oh yeah, shout out to Q. I, they they actually shot my first video as well. Amazing people to work with. Right. So um, it's him, and then it's um, Kamel Hurst with Kamel's photography, and they are actual partners of NYI Productions. So um, you know, and then we have just a supportive cast. You know what I mean? So the people that are actually involved with any of the projects right now, they have they have stayed there. They <laughs> have really shown true um you know commitment to uh the journey of 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 what we're working on and of nyi production so i'm very thankful um i just you know and my husband is just so supportive of everything oh he, yes he really sees the vision i will say and he's like i believe in you i believe in what you do he tells me that almost every day oh yeah i, I will please tell him thank you from me we've got naima in here um, just giving us a little bit about her men always leave her ghost load her um, productions that's coming up 2018 is going to be a good year for you I already see it we've got so free wisdom I've already played get mine that can be found on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud I played that only one I love only one there's also a video for that please go to YouTube type in so free slash only one and you will enjoy that video she's dancing on the beach it's just a a great great video i've got some great artists and friends in my circle um i've got a, i've got a question for you yes why poetry why why <laughs> write poetry opposed to just non-fiction and 
or, or fiction or just literary work or even graphic novels? Why gravitate more towards poetry? Mm. Well, I will have to say this. It goes back to something we were talking about earlier. Um, music was very, 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 I would say, um, a driving force, a big driving force in my life because my family is very musical. My father is a percussionist. Um, he plays traditional African um, djembe. Um, my, and so my cousins and all of them on my dad's side, that's what they do. They play traditional African um, instruments. And so I've been around dance. My mother just loved the, loves music. So my grandparents on my mom's side are, were just really, really engrossed with, you know, the blues and <laughs> Motown and stuff like that. So when I see um, how I was introduced to the arts on a musical basis, on a musical level, I think that that's where it started for me. Um, and I gravitated towards the ability to find different ways to to tell a story and to create a different voice. Oh yes, that is that is amazing. I, um, poetry for me is again that voice that you mentioned, so I can one thousand percent relate to that. Can you give us uh, one last poem um, before I ask this one last question and play this one last song by So Free? Go ahead, give us. Well, sure, one, I would one actually. Piece of work. Wonderful. I would actually do. Um, I'll do this one. It's another one of my. I guess favorites, <laughs> and um, it's also in Ghost Load, so yay. Oh yeah, shout out to Ghost Load. <laughs> um, and it's called Throwaway Love. Black sip body line, magenta walls of compiled contorted contemplations on. My symmetrical movements through, padded soles and fallen stones by the sight of my diamond eyes and confident attitude hearts as big as the ocean sister like me be throwing away love that sexy devour your mind with my presence stop the time eastern western central and pacific stick to my brown sugar skin like glue talk about everything ranging from over the rainbow to the noose toes curling in ribbons and smiles climb the eiffel tower in mental ecstasy taste my essence let me be your secret diary and read the braille on my thighs touch your entity like the care of mother Teresa. hold your soul like purified quicksand dry tears and bottled tides i see the golden trips in the corners of your eyes knowledge is power that I'll fight for what's right, including the interchanging lingos. Our eclipsing anatomies converse about secretly inching closer, closer. Do you feel me yet? I got it together type love that I'll do what you want as long as you kiss me here, touch me there. You know exactly where I stand. Viciously immersed into the twinkling pavements and binding history with his story. And reminiscing of last night's argument. Now everything before and now don't matter. I stopped the time for you. I made space in the crowded chamber of my heart where my father's black hole already controlled it. Put all these thoughts into this knapsack of stars and I told you to eat from it slowly and I defecated honesty. Undeniable reliability. Crazy lifetime properties and made the cherry on top of me. Treated you like every day was the first day of Christmas Combined with Valentine's Day deep love We your parents denied you and stunted your growth I raised you I was your military support system And then it became your backbone against reality No more silent tones or raging emotions It just don't matter now You came before I opened my eyes And before they shut See sister like me be throwing away love now The silence creeps into my bed And sleeps with me recklessly 
echoing sounds from his voice box through the phone and it seems like words but I'm tiptoeing on the midnight blue sky with stiletto heels do you hear me feel me yet weightless senseless sleepless what I gotta do to convince you that I love you key word convince love is knowledge but first is God I'm your layaway woman when the other one gets old but he intoxicates my mind with evolution conversations of just maybe and maybe I'm selling myself short, cutting it off at the knees, but he kisses my spirit like fairy tale dreams, and I wish I didn't know you, love you, altogether adore you, but I'll be Wonder Woman and tell you to recite my name into the whips of the wind. And maybe I'm in control, but not enough to checkmate the game and remain queen, see, sister like me be throwing away love when my desire is to share it, endure it, embrace it, no evasion, just devotion, empowered evolution to become stronger, better him and I, but I got wounds at the bottom of my feet that burn holes in my journey, see, I be tightrope in passion. Because they don't understand how to appreciate true beauty, something so real, it's bigger than the universe and they cowered at the diamonds in my eyes and my impeccable determination behind painful lies and borrowed I love you's from temporary safes instead of letting go and embracing love in paradise mm, that was a beautiful love poem so much sorrow with confidence like self-confidence I guess I am sad however I am empowered um, thank you so much and then in the sense of the quote-unquote erotic work it was so subtle and beautiful that it wasn't raunchy so uh, yeah. thank you thank you so much for blessing us with that I was Naima uh, I have one last question for you sure considering everything that you are doing um, what's next what is next is we're gonna keep filming <laughs> that is where we're at and um, I'm also writing um, you know the the cry pray and put on lipstick so that is a constant work in progress for me as well and I am hoping prayerfully hoping that I will be able to publish turbulence through a teenage soul it is a finished book of mine um, it is poetry from ages 12 to 18 it is geared towards young adults that's powerful right there Yes. And you wrote that, you said, between the ages of 12 and 18? Yes. Good job. Good job. Good, good, <laughs> I really yeah. just want to publish it. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Good uh, job on that. Thank you. And then um, I will start writing my memoir next year. Yeah, just um, that, that would be great to see a picture of you at that young age on that cover or or just something that is remembrance of that time to really let the folks know that this is the old you, opposed right. to trying to loop that in with what you're doing now, but for them to really understand this is the beginning of me. Right. Um, that I feel like that would be a very powerful read, considering that's before you were sharp. And I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not necessarily oh, yeah. like negating anything that you have in that book, but you mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying. Before oh, you yes. were really sharp with it, right. I really feel like that is going to be amazing to see the beginning of of you as a writer. I, I actually can't wait to see that one. Yeah, and I really hope that. Um, my, the reason why I want to do it so much is because, um, one, my son inspires me all the time. <laughs> and I'm thinking that young people need to see young people that started writing like them and wanted to get their word out. And that was me doing that then. And I didn't necessarily recognize it or see it as such at that age. So now that I do know that 
and I'm like, wow, this is a finished book. I really put it in a binder. It's entitled Turbulence. It even is in one of those binders that you get when you're in That's school. hilarious. It's still, it's still like cardboard. Sticking up on it. I mean, it's so funny. And it's, um, yep, it's in a bin and it's in my storage. And I just, I just want to do that. That's yeah. amazing. We've got Naima in here, um, WHUP, um, Spoken Stories. You already know who I am. Endless Will, the poet. I'm a spoken stories host. I love being a poet who don't spit poems on his own show. The show is not about me. It's about bringing artists in here. This is my seventh episode, and I think I've only spit a poem once. So I really want y'all listeners to understand, yes, I do have that voice. <laughs> However, this is not about me. I'm going to close out with thank you so much for bringing um, yourself in here with that energy on this amazing day and i'm gonna close out with some so for you got any last words before i play this amazing song yes i just want to say thank you for having me on spoken stories today it's really been a pleasure and um i'm looking forward to hearing other episodes <laughs> oh yeah perfect um <laughs> for sure here we go um thank y'all for listening and uh y'all have a good one here we go they don't care about us this song is powerful i feel like it was great to uh close out with something powerful It's time we stand up, get up, get up on the seats. We gotta unite and fight, cause they don't care about us. They don't care about us. It's time we stand up, get up, get up on the seats. We gotta unite and fight, cause they don't care about us. They don't care about us. I'm thirsty. Same time I'm drowning in dryness. dryness It's like the world doesn't care that we're dying And I'm crying now for someone to come save me But it's time now for us to stand together and we must fight now Not each other but the powers around us There's more of us than of them we don't have to be friends But we're the same in the end I'm in the desert waiting for a drink Just so I can pour it out for the home Time we stand up, get up, get up from our seats. We, we gotta unite and fight.